Jesus told him, the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. So what was taking place was necessary for what was to come. He needed the, his feet to be anointed for what was to come. And it was more important that that process take place because it, 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 he, for what he had to face during the burial. Verse 38 reads on Luke 10. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now Martha, I suppose, was just showing gratitude. She was grateful that God had raised, that Jesus had raised her brother Lazarus from the dead and what he had done for her. And it was just, she wanted to show him a, a way of thanking him. Thank you for my brother's back alive. He's back with us. So let me invite you in to prepare a meal for you. And as, and she and, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Mary decided, I have the Savior in my midst. He's in my presence. So I think it better for me that I just take a seat right here and feast off his word. She chose what was necessary for her soul. You mean many times today, people don't attend church services like they should or need to. Some people will just stay at home and say they're hearing the word of God. But at the end of the day, the word is what's necessary for us. It's needful for our souls. It's needful for our hearts and minds for us to stand and focus and go through in this sinful world that we live in. We need the word of God. And Mary chose to sit at his feet and feast off his word. Verse 40. But Martha was cumbered. She was burdened about much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Now, it was Martha's idea to invite him in. It was, she was the one that wanted him to come in and, and feast with them. But when the work got to be burdensome, she wanted to complain and whine to Jesus. She went to him as if she thought, surely you can make Mary help me. I know it was my idea, but I shouldn't have to do this alone. I'm sure she thinking that uh, if anybody can make Mary get up and do something, and so I'm going to have to do this by myself, Jesus, you can. But it didn't work out the way she thought it would. He, Jesus ended up telling her something different. He says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. He explained to her, Martha, I know you're anxious about getting the food served and you feel, feel like you need help. But the first thing you should have done was count up the cost. See if you were able to do this thing first without being burdensome to others. And if and if it won't, if you won't be able to, if it wasn't, make sure it wasn't too overwhelming for you. But the anxiousness in Martha to show him gratitude made her move off her emotions. And now she wants Jesus to make her sister help her. But she didn't get the response she was hoping for. He instead replied, Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, verse 42, one thing is needful, and Mary have chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Mary chose what was needful. She chose what was the best part for her, and it was feast off the word that God, that Jesus had to give her. 
And I'm sure as, as she and the other people decide to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word, there's no telling what all he spoke to the people. But whatever it was, it was necessary. Jesus told Martha it was needful. And I'm sure that they ate of every word he said. So Mary chose the good part. She chose what was needed for her soul. And I can imagine him giving them a similar word like he did in St. John 15 and 1, where he told them, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman, which is the farmer. His father, Jesus, God is the farmer. He's the, the um, person that cultivates the land and makes sure it can receive the seed and the seed can grow as needed. He told us that, that he would, the wheat and the tares would have to grow up together. But at the end of the day, God is cultivating the land that we is cultivating us. And um, and listen, if we are the land, we need to be seen about daily. David said, My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And on today we need to be watered. We need to... Our thirst to be quenched in the power and word of God. That's the only thing that can quench our thirst. That's the only thing that can keep us watered down and replenished daily as we go through things in life and have to face the sinful natures of the flesh. And if we don't keep the flesh under subjection, it'll end up taking over. It'll end up being the ruler of our lives. We were placed in the garden to be cultivated, prone, watered, and cared for. But the first thing that must be done as his children is to choose him. Joshua 24 and 15 says, tells, it tells us, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Since you have a choice, do like Mary. Choose the good part. Choose Jesus. Choose his word and life in him. Let Jesus come in and cultivate your ground, which is your mind. Let him root up all the bad seeds that have been planted in your mind and all the negative things that hinder and distract you from serving the Creator, the one who died for your sins. And then let him come in and work on your soil, the, the S-O-I-L, which, which could be your heart. Plow it up and take out all the hurt, bitterness, anger, resentment, abuse, mistreatment, whatever the enemy has planted and use as a distraction to keep you from getting to the master. Let God root it up. Because he wants to live in a clean house where he can be free to go from room to room without bumping into any unclean spirits that have kept your ground dry and brittle. Or, not, or you're unable to produce seed. He might decide to wake you up in the middle of the lake middle um, of the night, late hours of the night, or early morning hours, and tell you, I need you to pray. I need you to go, you know, minister the word, this, you know, anything, God can wake you up. But if you have unclean spirits and you have spirits that are dwelling in you, that are hindering you from hearing the voice of God, then that's a distraction. And he wants to clean those areas up. He wants to purge you from that. Take you to a place in him where you will know it's his voice speaking to you. Know that it's, it's his word that we need to dwell in, that you need to stand on. So let him improve your soul so you can grow and produce according to his will. We don't know what kind of fruit he wants us to be. But John 15 and 2 says, if we let him purge us, which means prune, we may be able to bring forth more fruit. And he will keep us watered with his spirit, his love, and his mercy, so that we may be able to generate more fruit. Because the harvest is ripe. 
It's plenty of people out there today that need to know who God is. They desire to serve him. But it's the laborers that are few. We're few in number and people today are more concerned with themselves and the appearance of others. If you're confessing to be saved, if you don't do it this way, that way, or the other, instead of being focused on the souls that need to be revived and brought back to God and who God is, that should be our main focus. That should be our main intent is to win souls for Christ. Not how I look, how I appear to you. If I'm not doing it the way you see fit, that's the way God gave it to you for your soul. The word of God, is it doesn't change. But he gives the word to each individual for their own soul purpose. And instead of focusing on the people's actions and their ways, it's time to focus on bringing them into God as they are so he can clean them up. Just teach them the word. Read them the word and tell them to teach them to have a relationship with God for themselves so he can speak to them. Clean up enough so he can, they can hear his voice. So let's choose the good part. Stay connected to the true vine. Feast off the word of God daily. We need the word daily. That's the only way we can survive is having the word of God. And we don't have the word to stand on. We'll fail. We'll fall. Our flesh will take over and we'll be doing the things that are ungodly. We'll be doing the things that's more pleasing to flesh than to God. We need to sleep with the word, meditate on it, read it. Day and night, and most of all, stay in his presence in prayer and, and fasting. Whatever it takes to know who he is for yourself, it's necessary that we trust and obey the Father and that we choose him. Because if we choose him, we're choosing life. And I just want to encourage you to choose the good part. Choose what's necessary for your soul in these last and evil days. We need Jesus. He came, he died, he rose. And I believe his word is true. And you should as well. Each and every day that God blesses us to wake up and see a new day that we've never seen before, that we've never experienced before. It's a new day of mercy unto us. It's a new day of beginning, a new beginning for us to do things better than we did on yesterday. And in it, everything that we do, Every thought that we have, every word that we speak, it should all be to edify the body of Christ, to encourage souls to come to know who he is. Choose the good part. Just persuade them that Jesus is the good part and his word is the best part that we can have. I thank you for tuning in on today. I thank you for taking out your time and just giving us this opportunity to minister the word of God to you. But before I close, I want to tell you, I, um, just want to share this a little bit with you. I was, as I was studying on this to bring the word, and I was trying to line up everything God was giving me with scripture. You don't want to bring the word and then say this and that and the other, and it's not lined up with what the word of God is. So I'm studying, seeking out the word to see where to put what scripture with what God was giving me. And as I began to search, and I had in my notes that God wants to live in a clean house, which I spoke that. So I began to look for the words that have heard that I've heard so many times that God will not dwell in an unclean temple. 
I'm looking for this to line up with he wants to dwell in a clean house to show you why he wants to dwell in a clean house. If he if your house is unclean, I've always been told he won't dwell in it. And I'm looking for it in the Bible. I'm, I'm putting in God won't dwell in an unclean temple, looking up everything pertaining to dwell, and I'm not finding it. So then I'm look, I went to dwell it. Still not there. So then I began to, I pulled out my tablet and my electronic Bible, putting dwell and dwell it in there. They're still not coming up. So then I went to Google and I went to Siri. And I put in, God will not dwell in an unclean temple. It didn't come up. I put in, God dwelleth not in an unclean temple. Still not there. The thing that I got was that is not a written scripture. And for so long, I, we've always believed that if you're being ministered the word of God, everything that's being spoke to you, if it pertains to God, you, we believe it's to, it to be true. And God dwelling in the unclean, not dwelling in the unclean temple, it makes sense. It seemed like that would be something that would be written in the King James Version of the Bible because of the language of it. But it's not scripture. And that, that just like, it was like a wild moment. And let you know, you really got to stay in the Word of God. Read the Word of God for yourself. When we when we started this ministry, before we started this ministry, God told my husband, the ministry, the model for the ministry will be: do not take what we tell you as we minister to you. Don't just take our word for it. Read God's word for yourself. You got to have a relationship with, and you got to know what the Word of God is saying to you individually it's to each soul personally but it means what he needs it to mean for you and dwelling in an unclean temple is not there i mean I, I shared it with my family my friends and let them know look for it i have one family member that's still looking for it because that that family member is persistent on that being in the scripture because that's all they've ever heard and it's not there with this is necessary for us to know God. Learn who He is. Read and stay in your word. Study it that you may show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not. See, I don't even know the rest of that scripture. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we need the word. We need to stand on it. We need to know what it is, what it consists of, how to live by, how to, how to obey it most of all. And apply it to our lives daily. This, this just was something that was fascinating to me. And it was just to say, encourage people that tune in. Read God's word. Don't just take what people tell you as the word. Because it's, it's using his name or you're hearing what the scripture say. It, when you assume that it's scripture and it's not. And, I, and, that's, and that's the main reason I stay in my word. I, I try to meditate it on in my word as much as I can. The Bible tells us in Revelation 22 and 18, if any man shall add, any, shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. And we know those plagues are what the children of Egypt went through when they wouldn't let Israel go. I don't want to face those plagues. So I, I be careful when you saying God said or God did or 
You're putting anything, adding it to the word, and it's not there. Know the scripture when you studying to minister to people. Back up what you what you what what you have to say with the word of God. That's the only thing to stand on. I th we, again, I thank you for tuning in. I just wanted to share that because to me, that's vital information. It's information to let you know. Read, know Jesus, seek Him, study His Word, seek His face. It's necessary, especially in the times that we're living in. We don't know when He's coming back, how soon or how late, but at the end of the day, we see signs and wonders in this earth that let you know things are not right, things are not lining up with the Word, and everybody's mostly all focused on themselves, please doing things that are pleasing to themselves. So do what it was necessary. Stay in God's word. Stay in his presence. Show him that you're grateful for him giving you life. And if, even if you're not saved, he's giving you life each and every day when you wake up. Take time out to show gratitude and give him, give him time of thanks. Give him time of gratefulness and just be glad that he allowed you to see a day that you've never seen before and have an opportunity to do things better than you did on the day before. At this time, I want to tell you how you can tune in to us on, in different locations. We can be found on the Roku under the Resurrected Church and also on YouTube. We also can be found on your apps and your phones. Um, if you have Play Stores on the Android and the iPhone, we can be found on Google in the Google Play Stores. And uh, we also have a website, the Resurrected Church TV at gmail.com, which we have to update um, with all our activities that we'll be doing. And we'll have a Facebook page coming up, which will be solely based on ministry, just for the Resurrected Church when we're doing videos, so that the people that may not be able to tune in on Roku or YouTube can also hear us on Facebook when we um, upload the videos there. So we just thank you again. We love you. We're grateful for you taking out your time to just sit and listen to us and hear what the Word of God is saying to your soul. We pray that God bless you as you continue to go out to, through your work week on this week or whatever it may be that you have to do on this week. Let God be with you. Let Him lead and guide you. Let Him speak to you and you have the voice, the ear to hear, and the voice to speak as he gives you utterance. To speak, to help somebody else. You know, don't just take it all in for yourself, but be a light that shineth in darkness. And help someone else come into the knowledge of knowing who God is. And perhaps they'll have a mind to serve him. Perhaps they'll have a change of heart and want to do what's necessary for their life for their soul that they may gain life, eternal life, in Christ Jesus. We love you, we, and God bless you, and we just thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we're signing off. Amen. God bless you.